I said a statement last week which was a very mild statement because I believe we want to agree with God. We want to be on God's side. My statement was this. For me, I believe that black lives matter. That's what I said. Anybody with a functioning brain understands that all lives matter. Anybody. But right now, there is a portion of our community that is frustrated and they are suffering and they are hurting. So as an empathetic Christian, I'm going to go and say, I agree with the statement, black lives do matter. But I was glad some people disagreed with me because I kept saying, do black lives matter? Yes or no? Yes, but. I'm like, there is no but. We disagree. Those are the same type of people that would have interrupted Jesus during the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus would have been like, blessed are the poor. No, Jesus, blessed are all people. Since when does highlighting one issue disparage another? Are we not secure enough to be able to sit here and go issue by issue and just talk about one without disparaging another? Of course, all lives matter. But it's okay to say black lives matter. What's wrong with you? This is now rocket science. All lives matter. No kidding. That's why we're saying black lives matter. Because until all lives matter equally, we need to focus on this. Art and Jacob to America is presented by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the central university. A study on the why for the over 290 Everybody, welcome to episode 158 of the Art Jacob Do America podcast. I am Captain Thick Boy himself over here, Jacob Pixton, <laughs> and to my no, actually, physical, right, in front of me, right, yeah, my physical left, I should oh, say. We, we switched up the podcast room a little bit. We got some, you know, cute little LED lights going on right here, and that's all thanks to the Patreon. Um, I know I gave a shout out to everybody last week saying that, hey, if you just donate a dollar, I can upgrade my laptop, um, you know, to something better than this like 19, you know, 97 Windows 95 computer that I'm using right now to record the video and the audio of this podcast. So for a better enjoyment for this podcast and for more cute ass lights that we got here in the background and shit and this nice little faux wood desk, go to the Patreon and donate just one dollar. Every dollar helps. Um, I sound like a televangelist when I say shit like that, but hey, whatever works, baby. And it, it, you, you're this Hallelujah. whatever. <laughs> there you go, amen. <laughs> and any any funds that go to this podcast get reinvested into this. I'm not gonna reshingle my roof or anything, or you know, you know, 
know, buy the new uh, new badass fucking Jordans that are come out next month. Um, it will be reinvested into the podcast. So rest assured, I'm not going to have a jumbo jet like uh, Kenneth Copeland, uh, who's trying to blow away the COVID-19. It will it will go to benefit you guys. So uh, before we jump into the episode, Art, you want to give a shout out to our sponsor? I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor. Our sponsor is Caveman Coffee. Guys, go to cavemancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. They have a new tea. They're going to be sending it out to us. I think it arrives Monday, so I didn't get it here for this episode. Okay. But on Monday, I'll give some to Jacob. We'll try it on Jacob. We'll guinea pig him on this one, see how hyped up he gets for that episode. <laughs> and uh, we'll just see where we go. But check out their entire inventory. They got hoodies. I know it's getting hot right now, but I'm sure they got a sale going on. Uh, they got T-shirts, though, which you can totally rock this summer. And if you don't want to go to the store, but you also are running low on coffee, just go to Caveman Coffee and get 15% off when you type in America. And it gives us a little bit of kickback. Also, similar to the Patreon, we get some a little bit of funds. And um, we appreciate that if you want to go ahead and help us out that way. And uh, we'll try not to uh, buy FIFA 2020 with your money. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> But, hey, we've been locked indoors too long. So uh, some FIFA 2020 sounds pretty good right now. Yeah, yeah so... Art, do you want to introduce our very, very special guest to the millions and millions? So I do want to introduce our very special guest this week. So this is a guest. I actually, I think I tried getting you on a while back, but this topic was just right up our, both of our alleys and um, a man who I am very jealous of his jackets, um, <laughs> a, a band that I very much admire. Oh, also, dude, your collab, whenever you guys had Chino in, in the studio, yeah. I'm a huge Deftones fan. Deftones is my favorite band ever Me mr too. mr fredois of the bad rabbits if you like to introduce yourself what's up man um my name is fredia people call me fredua uh you can either choose one fredia fredua fredois whatever you want to call me but i am the lead singer of bad rabbits also the lead singer of a band formerly known as tides um and uh i'm also known as fredua i make beats and uh i piss uh angry uh white people off <laughs> i love it I make I make it a profession now. I'm making it a profession. We're trying to make that a profession. I mean, literally, like we started this podcast um, on my leather couch with no AC in the middle mm. of Bakersfield summer. So we were putting literally our sweat and tears into this podcast. I wow. believe our first episode was a, a basically a fuck Trump episode, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I I like the message of that podcast, but I think we've evolved and gotten a little bit better. We've at our, grown. It was yeah. a lot of hate back then with a lot with not a lot of research. Mm -hmm. We just showed up pissed off and we just started spitting on the microphone. Yeah. And but so, that's that, that's what works. I mean, I, I started getting pissed off and just saying things and not really re researching it. And now here I am just, you know, still learning. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say it was hate, though. Don't don't use hate right now. You guys don't hate you guys are you guys are angry and upset um true as every, a lot of people with the president so yeah. i wouldn't say hate because you use that they use it against you you're not yeah. a hater you're not a, you, you don't hate i can tell you guys don't hate that's just me no. Thank true. You. also while we're at it fuck kenneth copeland um, um <laughs> fuck uh, all the televangelists with the exception of td jakes um not just because he's black because there's a lot of other black televangelists out there that just are stupid but he's the only one who actually literally tries to uplift his congregation. So we're not going to talk bad about him, but I will talk bad all day about Kenneth Copeland. Oh, he is the God, worst yeah. human being. And that's just off of my own um, knowledge of him. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I view him as the worst human being. Maybe God doesn't, um, but God will judge. And mm -hmm. for me, um, I don't, I, I just don't think those type of ministers are needed yeah. in uh, this, in this society at all period. 
Oh, I totally agree. Um, yeah. I remember growing up. I mean, I grew up with my mom playing Kenneth Copeland in the background. I don't know how my little six-year-old mind was able to grasp this, but I feel like you, people like that, they always take advantage of other people and they exploit them for their own nefarious reasons. And yeah. to me, like I've always like that. It's so perfect that that organically came up because I feel like that's what's going on with society right now. Exactly. Where it's like people like like Donald Trump, they play on people's emotions to pit them against each other to benefit nobody else but themselves. Not exactly. Not like you were I mean, saying with TG Jakes, but like, yeah. like for their own. Purpose. But there's only a few. There's literally like a handful, and I'm I'm counting on my hand. I'm not gonna call them out, but there's only five televangelists that actually do the right thing. That's that's just and and they're not even televangelists because you don't have television shows. TD Jakes is just one of those five. But with Kenneth Copeland. I mean, he's he's terrible. Like I grew up, I didn't grow up with Kent Colvin. I grew up with Jimmy Swagger. Jimmy Swagger to me Ooh. was the G because for me, Jimmy Swagger, he sinned, got caught, and immediately <laughs> went to his congregation and was like, I have sinned, I have sinned. And like it was just like for me, for me, that was like, all right, this dude is owning up yeah. to his to to his uh to his failures. Mm-hmm. And as Kenneth Copeland, I mean, the man gets questioned about a, a jet and he's out here pointing fingers at people and smiling with yeah. crazy eyes. It's just like, yeah, are you really a man of God or are you a man of money? Yeah. And a lot of these televangel- televangelists aren't a man of God. They're, a man, they're men of money, men and women of money. They don't care about anything else but the benefit of themselves. They don't care about the congregation. They care about the congregation getting in and filling the seats. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it is. Yep. The same thing can be said with Joel Olstein with his crazy behind like i just don't i don't i don't rock with any of those people and i mean my mom is probably gonna flip out because she's super christian nah, she my mom too my mom let me let me let me let me let me rephrase that my mom's not super christian my mom is a devout christian she believes in god she's an open-minded christian she's episcopalian but hey, she, that's she, what we are too hey, hey. yeah they they to me they're the catholic hippies yeah <laughs> they, they, they they let they they just let anything fly and they're like yeah. yo at the end of the day god will judge you so yep. that's that's how I that's that's how I base my my um my life and uh, and how I look at things. So that's what it is. Amen. But yeah, I'm 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 sorry for ranting about those guys, dude. That's okay. what it's all about, man. Hell yeah. All right. So we didn't talk about it on air, but we talked about your fly jacket. If you're watching <laughs> us on the live stream right now, just look to this man's right shoulder, left shoulder, left shoulder, oh, left shoulder. Damn. There you go. Wow. My you left shoulder. Out- Check out that badass glass. Hey, yo, Justin Beck, I still got it. You thought I sold it, didn't you? <laughs> Justin Beck actually gave this to me for the video shoot for We Can Roll, and I just never gave it back. Hell yeah. I, I owe him money for this, <laughs> and I never gave it back. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, he probably is going to see this, and he's probably going to call me later or at some point in time and just be like, yo, so when am I getting my money for that? Um. <laughs> uh, because he basically just gave it to me. I, I didn't give him a cent. And it wasn't like I planned on doing it. I literally, with my, at that time, I was so like into myself that I thought, oh, this is just given to me. I'm just going to keep it. <laughs> we never asked and, for it back, right? Uh, oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I plead the fizz there. <laughs> <laughs> he's a chill so, guy. He's a chill yeah, guy. No, no, he's a, he's a chill guy. The dude's my, the dude's like, a, he's like family to me. Um, and his wife, is really cool with me as well. Uh, she's a wonderful woman. Uh, the Mo- Melissa Beck and Justin Beck are just two great people. Melissa Beck is very outspoken, is like like me. Mm-hmm. 
I, I don't go on Twitter as much as I should, but her Twitter is amazing because she literally drags and reads racist like they're going out of style. So uh, she's doing she's doing God's work. And uh, I, I love her for that. That's but, awesome. uh, the, 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 and Justin, too, is a very open minded man who, who uh, he's controversial at times, but he's controversially funny. And it, it, it's, it's good to me. It's good. He, to, it's funny to me. It is funny. And we kind of teeter on that. The, the line between serious and comedy sometimes go hand in hand. We have to have a good sense of humor whenever you're dealing with such strong topics sometimes. And mm -hmm. I, I feel I feel like he does a good job at that. I, I've seen some interviews with him and we had um, we had uh, who do we have? The producer uh, uh, the guy that the first corn album. Oh, Ross, Robinson. Ross Robinson. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we had Ross Robinson on. He just raved about class child, talked about how great they are. And like, just as human beings. And I was like, man, that's what's up. I hate hearing when I, when it's like a great band I love and they're like, yeah, but they're assholes. And it's no, like, no, no, he's, he's far from an asshole. I'm sorry. I'm adjusting my mic. He's far from an asshole. He's actually the nicest guy you could ever, you could ever meet. Um, and he's very, he's very open. He's very um, well-spoken. A lot of people like to think that, um, because, uh, of, who he is he's an asshole but he's not he's he's literally the nicest guy uh so is daryl uh the whole the whole glass y'all family is amazing they're good people um I, i've seen people talk trash about them and it's it's i'm not going to give those people credit or um uh give them attention but like the same people who talk trash about glass are the same people who talk trash about bad rabbits you don't come for us and uh we you know we, we show you who we are uh, two bands um like Glass John by Rabbits, we we literally we're we're independent mind, independent thinking bands. They want and we try to give the fans the best we can and we try to, you know, give them cool merch as well. And uh, we learned that from Justin. We learned that from Glass Shaw. They took us under a wing. Justin took us under under his wing and can't kind of kick this kick this the game. And that's I feel like Justin is one of the people with except with no not with exception but Justin is one of the people especially and Shill and uh, the, the the drummer for Bad Rabbits he's those two guys are the reason for a lot of our um success business wise financially and all their other avenues as well because they they bust their ass for us those two men have busted their ass for for the Bad Rabbits brand and uh I appreciate them both sweet that's what's up man like you know, to get into some some of the bad rabbit stuff. Yeah, man. My my personal album, favorite album, and I know it's getting reposted right now like crazy. American Nightmares, like it's just a beautiful album. And right okay. now that that seems to be, you know, a lot of people I, I posted it a few days ago. I posted the album cover just because the fact that it's a it's a little boy dressed up like Captain America and like he, he's he's a black boy even the album cover i think is beautiful like it's one of the most it's iconic art. beautiful yeah. art it says a million things without actually saying it and, and that's why we left it at that we didn't there, you, you don't see the bad rabbit's name on there you don't see anything it's just that mm -hmm. and that's what it's meant to do um justin was behind that shilling justin were behind that um that that album i'm sorry if i was interrupting but that no. album um was birthed out of a lot of a lot of angst a lot of anger we had old songs that i wrote that weren't like protest songs but they felt like it they, they were angsty but this was at the beginning of bad rabbits bad rabbits at the first we weren't trying to be a funk band we were trying to be like just an 
indie experimental band to just fuse everything together and funk just came with it okay. and then and now we're like a hard a heavy r&b band she'll call it r&b down and that's what that's what i feel like it is but um american nightmare like that was the one album that we didn't have a lot of help on we did it ourselves um i was writing that in the midst of my divorce um i was writing that in the midst of our separation i was writing that in the midst of everything that was going on um a lot of the things that were going on like the 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 birth of the black lives matter movement um a lot of that stuff was happening and my wife ex-wife at the time wasn't understanding of it at all um because she came from a conservative white family they just ignored the situation and she viewed it as anger and american nightmare kind of just kind of came from that because i was just so angry with how even the person that i loved wasn't understanding my anger and it was just like she would just be like yo man just write let's just write and it would send me songs i mean i mean at first it was just we we're just trying to do a heavy album mm -hmm. and she would send me some inter some, send me some stuff the first thing he sent me was uh original um and he came up with the chorus but he was saying wheat thins original he was screaming wheat thins original and i just wrote we've been original because he was just trying to just come up with ideas and kind of get my get my head going and then from then on it was just like angst like hard music like just heavy music that just we just had to do it and i would just write as much as i could and we just kept on working on songs together uh, a friend of ours, Jarrett, uh, from Irrepress, he came in and helped helped songwrite. But most of this was all all the band was. You know, it 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 dawned a lot of things. I mean, it it shook a lot of people up. It shook the band up in itself. Where now it's only really the real original members of me, Salim and Sheil, and we were the ones who kind of like pushed for that album to be released. We like we we lost. I wouldn't say we lost fans. But people didn't like. There was a, a lot of our, a lot of our day one fans. A lot of them who aren't into heavy music. Which I mean, I'll say our day one fans are all mostly hardcore kids. But the kids who like just kind of just got introduced to it and loved the danceable part about it, they couldn't understand American Nightmare. And um, I didn't. I didn't care. Neither did me and Shiel. Neither did uh, Salim. We just had to do it. It was something that was like in our hearts. We had to get done. If I didn't, if we didn't do that album, um, I probably wouldn't be here today. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was going through, like, I, literally, I was going through the worst point in my life. I was going through a divorce. I didn't feel loved. People were black. People were dying at an alarming rate. I was watching death on TV. I was watching riots. I was watching people label us as animals. I didn't. I. I. I it depressed me. But for some reason, that music kept me on my even keel. And if it wasn't there. I would have let it consume me and I probably would have perished because of it. Um, and American Nightmare, again, it helped a lot of people, I think. Kids have come up to me and told me that it's helped them. My friend Jade was like, if I had this album in high school, I, like she, she just said that and I just literally shook. I was like, I was just like, wow. Because I look at myself as a Afropunk that like wasn't viewed uh black enough for black kids and i was too black for white kids so the punks embraced me and 
I just got into hardcore music. I, I used to like, I, my sister was into Scott first before me and she was into the punk scene and everything. And I used to make fun of it. And then when I saw the embracing that I got from it, you know, it, it, it built me to the singer that I am today. And American Nightmare was like an homage to that. And um, honestly, our next, probably our next project is gonna be leaning toward American Nightmare a little bit more. Probably have some danceable stuff, some boogie things. Cause you know, I'm soulful as well. I can't, I can't hide that. So, but the next, the next project that we, that we well, actually, you know, we have a project already. We're, we're already releasing soon called garden of eating Eden, which is going to be coming out uh, shortly. I just can't really tell you that, but the music after that is probably going to be more, more um, uh, driven from the heart. Not saying that Eden wasn't driven from the heart because it was, I mean, I wrote that with B Lewis, uh, me and B Lewis, uh, basically wrote a lot of the songs on there. And again, that was, so American Nightmare, it's crazy because American Nightmare came out or American Nightmare was being written and was being finished as I was getting divorced. And while I was separated, I was writing a lot of new music with B. Lewis and that's going to be on the Garden of Eden. So there's a lot of emotions in those album, in, in both of those albums. And they both like, literally I was at my wits end at life. And if I didn't do these things with B. Lewis and Bad Rabbits, you guys you know, would be, you guys, seriously, you guys would be memorializing me. I'm not even playing. Uh, dude, like, you speak to the heart right now because yeah. you touched on two things. For me personally, I know art can relate on one of those as well, where this is like the genesis of this podcast where, you know, we were both going through very dark times in our lives, similar to what you were talking about right there. You know, I referenced 2011 as like the darkest period of my life. And mm. um, if you uh, listen to the Kurt Cobain episode that we did, you know, <laughs> I uh, kind of say the same thing that you said. I'll listen to that after. Yeah. And I, and I really, that touched me right there. And then the thing that you said about, hey, not being, you know, you know, white enough for the punks or black enough for the, you know, your black friends or whatever. I'm half Mexican, half white. And that's one of those things like everybody has their own struggle. And yeah, I look like, you know, I could be Snow White's little brother, Jack White. Yo, you, yeah, so, you do. I do. Yeah, <laughs> blue eyes and everything. Blue <laughs> yeah. eyes? Yeah, blue eyes and everything. Yeah. It's like oh, bluish no, they, green. They color change, man. I'm like a wolf. Okay. Uh, right. um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, that, that was always my experience throughout life. Like, I would never be white enough for, you know, the white kids, the skater kids or whatever. So I couldn't hang out with those guys. Um, and then the Mexican kids would always, you know, belittle me for looking the way I look. You know, like, I was not Mexican enough for them, you know. No, they call like, you Twinkie? No, no, I was like, uh, I used to get called Greg Ostertag, the center from the Utah Jazz. Yeah, wow. so that, yeah, so that, that, that I was called an Oreo. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was called an Oreo a lot. We went to a black church in uh, Boston. Kids would always make fun of me because of the way I talk. And they would call me an Oreo. But, you know, See that, and it that, is what it is. And that, that sucks. My black scent wasn't hard enough. Yeah. And that sucks because it's like you can't find refuge. You know, being being mixed race, you can't find refuge in you know, you know, your own people basically, you know, and that, to me, that touches me. Like when you say something like that, cause it's yeah. just like, cause it's like, yo, like I should be able to go up to anybody, you know, whether it be Asian, they'd be Arabic or whatever. And, you know, find solitude, you know, within humanity. And like right. that to me, like that's always shaped me. Like that's a, that touch, was a negative. Oh, go no, ahead. no, go ahead. Go, no, you said it was a negative. It was a negative, but it's like one of those things that I had to turn into the positive. Because exactly. And, that's great because I wanted to, I wanted to tell you this, like, it's not that you like, you're not accepted by your own. Mm -hmm. It's just the group of people that you're in don't know. Mm -hmm. They weren't used to it. If, if they're biracial kids out here now, I mean, they are, 
there's more biracial kids out there that can relate to each other. Mm -hmm. The society is open more for that. So it's different for them. We're like you, not me, because I'm not biracial. I'm, I'm multicultural. My mom's Liberian, my dad's Ghanaian, so it's two different cultures, but that's not uh -huh. the same thing. But the thing about it is we, like you, uh, you're probably, you were probably like one in like 10, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And they didn't know how to accept that. Mm -hmm. So if, if, if I would take it as, yeah, they didn't accept me, but I wouldn't hold it against them because again, that's their household. Their household doesn't know how to accept change. Mm -hmm. A lot of people's households don't know how to accept change today. So it's, it's not like, oh, Mexican kids didn't like me or whatever. I'm not trying to correct what you're saying, but I'm, 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 I'm almost, almost de like, not defending, but I'm almost kind of like sticking up for the Mexican kids out there who were like, yo, man, nah, we cool with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and you probably yeah. get that now, but back then you didn't. <laughs> this guy right here. There you go. All right there. All right, you, 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 I thought you were, I thought you were um, not Mexican. My bad. I thought you were something else. Me? Oh, I'm, I'm Mexican. Yeah. I'm Mexican. It's cool. He's easy. He's a compañero. It's funny. It's funny because like I went to a pretty white high school. Like it was. So did I. It, it, yeah, it, it's, it's difficult. And uh, my parents, like for the most part, my dad, he spoke broken English. My mom to this day doesn't speak English at all. Wow. So, good for her. I'm saying good for her. No, for real. No, no. Seriously, I'm I'm very proud of my parents just because I feel like they raised great kids. But like my sister, she might run for office. Like she's, I'm so proud of like everything that I always say. My sister is like the female brown Malcolm X, just because like she, she, her strength is like literally. I, I love my sister to death, both of my sisters. But um, but anyways, the fact that we grew up with that, we grew up with two parents that you know their their English wasn't that great, and like there was for me as a as a young kid in high school. I remember being in marching band and like having like that self doubt and I really feeling unsure of myself and kind of being, I don't want to say ashamed, but at the time I was a little bit like, I didn't want my parents to come to like my marching band practice or whatever. Like everyone else's parents to show up and I'd be like, man, but my parents don't speak English. Like it's, it's embarrassing. And like now it's a, now it's, I embrace it. Now it's like, I love my parents. I love, you know, I, I lost my dad a couple of years back. So oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I think we talked about that too. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. it's all good, man. Like I, I, it, it's, it's, it's giving me strength now. Like now I think about it, you know, now I'm in my thirties and like, I really, I, I take it as a point of strength, like everything that I had to overcome and like my insecurities and all these things that I went through high school, they, they made me who I am now. And like, it makes me more confident in like my decisions and like, you know, even topics that we, we choose to bring up, you know, like I, I, I come at this with a, with a point of confidence where like, um, you know, we wanted to talk about Black Lives Matters because it's something yeah. that it's something that means something to me. Like yeah. there's there's, you know, we we're talking before the show, me and Jacob were talking about like um, ICE agents taking kids and breaking up families and all this stuff. And to me, it's it's part of like a racism is, is something that's learned. And I think that I see people like myself that probably never gained that self-confidence. And now they have a little bit of self-hate. And I know Mexican people like that I grew up with people that like I worked with and like, I'll hear them talk. And then a lot of times they have like, yeah, they're Mexican, but now they have a little bit of that self hate where it's like, yeah, but like Mexican people shouldn't be breaking the law. Like, Oh, they wouldn't be in cages if they yeah, were. Yeah. The yeah. Law. You, get, you get that all. It's uncle, the uncle Tom syndrome. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the instinctive need to be, to be accepted by white America. Mm -hmm. I mean, my, my, my ex-wife went through that. That she she was half Mexican, and she did not know a lick of English, a, a lick of Spanish. Um, 
she didn't know her culture at all. I mean, maybe that's because her father wasn't in the picture and her, 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 her now father is adopted. Like her adopted father took her in. But like for me, if I was in that situation, I'd want to make sure that that child knew their culture. My parents would never have just let me just go out willy nilly, not knowing my own self. And that's a problem with a lot of uh, people who come to this country. They want to be accepted so much by white America that they end up forgetting their own flag. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it's just, it's, it's, it's troubling, but also it's eye opening because there are a lot of Mexicans, a lot of uh, 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 Africans, all types of uh, different cultures that come here that keep their culture intact and um, teach their kids the same thing. And also keep them um, to like keep them in in the roots of non-racist activity, and 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 kind of keep them assured uh, assured of themselves, and also give you know push that assurance out there so they know who they are and self-aware, and give them give them that self-awareness as well. Um, but I mean, I, I get it. I get what you're saying, and um, it's it's just it's just a crazy time. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, like people want to be accepted by white america and that's not that's not how it should go at all i look at it like this too i mean your band i mean it's funny that we have you on talking about this because you come from a band that's very multicultural like no it's not just one thing i'm a big wrestling fan and one of my favorite podcasts that i listen to is called the stole horseman and they were talking about how like vince mcmahon like he'll like you know, if you're black, like you have to be in a black stable and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why can't it be, you know, you know, a multicultural one? So the whole point with that is just like you got a very unique band that's very enjoyable to listen to because you have all these different cultures adding something new to the table where it's an enjoyable experience. Whereas like if it was just all the same thing. It just wasn't the nickelback. Yeah, it did. Yeah, exactly. That was the exact point I was gonna make. It's gonna sound like Green Day or Nickelback, <laughs> where it's just like that's cool for them. But it's just like, I want to hear something different, you know, like yeah. I want it. I want a different point of view. Like I've heard I've heard that same album over and over again. Now I want something different to, you know, sink my teeth into. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Like Lucky Charms is cool. But sometimes sometimes I want some Captain Crunch, you know, sometimes you know, like, I want some Frosted Flakes. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes I need some uh, brand because, you know, I got to get it all out. But, you know, <laughs> so raising, raising brands underrated, man. Yeah. Uh, but, brand, but brand in general, that that'll go that Kashi will run through your body. <laughs> oh, yeah. run through it and they'll take everything with it. Yep. I, I can attest. <laughs> Shout to out that. to Kashi at, at uh, 8 a.m. this morning. Uh, maybe that's hey. too much information. Hey, man. No, man. Hey, man. Let it out. You got when you got to do you got to do. man. Literally let it out. <laughs> but like, um. I look at America like that. English is not our official language. There's no official language of, of America. So it's just like when you have different cultures coming in, they add something new to the table that's going to make it even greater. So this whole notion, when I look at the other side, who wants everything to be like a country music video where every, you have to have mm-hmm. a, a flag in the background, which is idolatry, in my, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People who worship like the American flag. Mm-hmm. I know we have one in our logo, but to me, but it's, it's not, just like- That's not the same thing. Exactly. And to me, it's just like, I don't want everything to look like a Travis Tripp video. You know, like America shouldn't be like that. America should be different because when we're free to express ourselves, that's when we become innovative. That's when we become, that's when we truly do become the greatest nation. Not when we all, you know, do the same thing. And, you know, it's the 1950s again, you know, because then that, that suppresses individuality. But here's the thing. You, 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 I'm glad you brought up America. Because um, I, I, I got to let this out. 
I got to get this out because I'm, I've been thinking about it all day and yesterday too. And here's a country, okay, that was built on the backs of black African people mm-hmm. and people of color. This is a country that literally for about, I don't know how many years, 100, well, 140 years ago, slavery was about, I think, I can't remember. That I, I might be off on the, on, the, on the timelines here, but altogether about 300 years of oppression, three, no, 400 years of oppression and 50 some odd years of so-called freedom, okay? This country has built this whole like uh, utopia a- outlook, right? To outsiders looking in, they want to be a part of it. But when you get here, you're told that you're not good enough. You're told you have to do this. You have to do that. You're, you're ripped from your family and you're put in a cage. Like this is, this is happening right now. What do you, like for me, like this country is not, it's never lived out what it, what its meaning was never, not one day, not one day. Has it ever, ever really lived out its real creed, its real purpose? Never once. Because if it, if, it, if it was, if that was so, you wouldn't have slavery. And if there was slavery, there would be some type of restitution or uh, reparations and reconciliation. None of that has happened. Not once. You look at South Africa um, when apartheid ended. Uh, Nelson Mandela and a lot of other activists came together and, 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 and there was a reconciliation point. Now, not, not saying that South Africa got it right, but they did get one thing right. They made sure that the people that worked in that system were held accountable for the things that happened in that system. That never will happen here. Nope. Never will. I'm telling you right now. And what we're witnessing outside is exactly the, like just the, 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 the chickens coming home to roost and people being fed up. It's 400 some odd years of oppression, depression, which brings on depression and, 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 and all types of other negative uh, uh, mental issues. You put that in, and it's almost ingrained in black people's DNA. And you, 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 you continue to condition us to think that, the, the America rather, not you, but America continues to condition people to think that we're less than. If you, and, and, and by conditioning, I mean, look at TV. We saw a man get lynched on national television, and it wasn't the damn first time. Wasn't. Not, not, not the first. It was filmed. And there's a lot of times that it was filmed uh, in other places, too. But this has been happening in Reagan's America. This was happening in Carter's America. This was happening in Nixon's America, Kennedy's America, Clinton's America, both Bush's one and two, Obama's America and now Trump's America. This America is not really a utopia. It's more of a place to suffer. Regular working class Americans, people who built this, who were working on this country right now, busting their asses, are not getting their just due. America itself is, is, is going through a, an, an uprising that we're seeing and I, 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 don't see, I don't see any light out of this right now. I, I just see a response to all the bullshit that's been happening. And yeah. I, I feel like it's America's chickens coming home to roost. It's a, it's, it's a reckoning point. It's a, it's a, a redemption point. 
And we're seeing it right now. And people need to not be pissed about it. They need to understand it. White people especially need to see what's going on right now and need to fix it because they're the reason that this is the pro that this this issue is continuing. It's not black people's fault. It's not Mexican people's fault. It's not people of color's fault. It's America's fault. It's white America's fault. That's how I feel. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm sorry I went. No man, I, it's I, all I good. Passionate. I get passionate. It's okay. I don't know what you were gonna say, but it, it's was, funny. It's what really quickly. I, I do think it, it's not funny, but it's you brought up the fact that this is not. This has been going on for years. Today is actually. I just want to make note that today is actually the 99th anniversary of the Tulsa race massacre. This is 99 years. Like this has been going on for so long. Like this is not a new thing. I know a lot of like young people. They they want to believe that this is this is the point where the revolution starts but it's been going on man this is on the backs of so many people that have died it keeps going yeah it keeps going History one thing repeating itself exactly it's cyclical you know and like i feel like we've saw this like again like when we first started this podcast that's like when charlottesville was happening where you know you got that guy with the charger running through a crowd we had a protest here in bakersfield and the same thing happened you know exactly four years to the almost to the date of charlottesville and let then, the president tell it they're not they're really nice people but go exactly ahead. and that's the one point that i was going to bring up you got a certain sect of america you know during the pandemic you know they will charge up to whatever capital they, they have fully armed with ar-15s and mm -hmm. oh they're they're just exercising their rights you know they they're, they're good people you know the government you know, the trump said something about the government needs to to reach out and you know to come open reopen demanding that the governments in Matt and michigan and everything reopen for business Continue. for haircut for for haircuts and <sighs> their rights are being violated and to me i'm like yo black men are losing their lives all the, the the biggest right that you have the first one that you're guaranteed which is life and then you got liberty and the pursuit of happiness those all those things, have been killed all of those are historically being violated yet what did he say in his tweet last night that oh these uh thugs yeah dude even, and like to me like that i was telling this guy it's like it gives me a headache because then all of his supporters you know they they keep saying that like oh then they should just obey the laws no no they were obeying the laws oh they should uh protest peacefully that's what Colin they Kaepernick was doing peacefully and you guys had a problem with that yeah. dude I posted Marlon. it on my Instagram I posted it on my Instagram you, <laughs> we tell you we, we we tell you what's the problem you say no you can't protest like that we, mm -hmm. we 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 do it peacefully no you can't protest like that we kneel everybody loses like America white America loses collectively their mind I argued with people that loved me that said they loved me about this mm -hmm. and it's like how are you not seeing this and then the precinct burns down now I don't know if my people did it Let's be real. It could have been it could have been staged, but at the end of the day, that's a fucking response to everything. And we're telling you, we keep telling you, stop. This is hurting us. We're dying here. Why do you have to piggyback and say all lives matter? All lives matter won't matter until the black ones matter. That's yeah. it. That's it. I'm not and, and, and I'm not trying to say that there's no other races that matter. But black lives have been attacked from day one, day one of this country's inception. Even, first of all, I can even bring it back to the history of, of this country. Crispus Attucks, I, I think I said his name right, Crispus Attucks was one of the first black men to lay down his life for America in the, America, in the American Revolution. He was the first man. We don't see him, we don't hear about him. That was the first violation. 
and then we have slavery, and then we have uh, uh, Jim Crow, and now we have a free America, right? People in Boston couldn't bust their children to better schools without getting fucking attacked. Like, it, like th these things that have happened are, are, are just, it's just an example of the violations that this country has, 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 has performed on people of color, especially black people. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I went off on a tangent. I'm sorry. I'm just getting so fucking frustrated about shit. No, but man. Like, we just like people are just fed up. We are fed up, and I just don't understand how to fix it. Well, I mean, I know my solution is to just basically get on white people until they understand that their privilege should be used in the right way. Right. And it's not. It's not yet. I mean like I, I've seen what's going on white kids busting up shit and then black kids get in trouble for it dude that's like, exactly what we were exactly. talking about so yeah. I, I mean because I know someone personally and they were like kind of bragging about how they they were like stealing shit from a store and all this stuff and I was like dude you gotta be careful with that shit because one it's like you do that shit they're not gonna post you on the news the news isn't gonna report you doing this shit they're gonna, they're gonna put go something for me like, yeah, they're going to put some black dude on there. That, look, look what black people are doing. It's like, dude, these are like fucking 20-something-year-old white kids doing this. And it's like, come on, man. You got to be smarter than that. Yeah. You got to be smarter it's, than this. It's the age-old problem white people have. Um, and I'm generalizing. I don't care. Um, white people love to piggyback on um, movements that, 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 that are started by black people. And then they just ruin it. For example... Um, you know, when This Is America came out, when uh, Childish Gambino came out, uh, that, that some white girl that I, 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 I literally roasted on Instagram, she came out with her own version of, of that song. And it's just like, can we have something, please? Can we have something, please? And now you're seeing the same thing with these movements. You're seeing these fake-ass Antifa cats. I don't know if it's real Antifa or these anarchists or whatever you want to call them. They're out here just post, just uh, spray, tan uh, spray painting uh, BLM on, 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 on all these things. Nah, we don't do that. Mm -hmm. We're, we're screaming it mm -hmm. to, to, to vandalize is just going to make it worse for us. Yep. So what's the point? I saw a video of these women arguing, these white women po posting, uh, I mean, uh, spray painting black lives matter on a Starbucks. This black woman videotapes that tells them to calm down and stop doing it. And they're arguing with her. How the fuck does that work? Yep. How are you going to sit there and say you're a part of a cause and then you're arguing with us when we tell you, no, that's not the way. You should be listening to us. Yep. We shouldn't be teaching you shit. And this is the problem. This is the problem with white America. They have conditioned even their youth to be rebellious for the wrong reasons. The wrong reasons. And, this is, and, and it's only going to come back to us. It's terrible. It's terrible. I didn't want to go to the protest today because I knew that I was going to end up fighting some kid that if I saw him do anything, though, or a white kid do anything stupid. Yep. Because you're not helping us. I got a lot of white friends that are out there right now. And I told them, listen, you better listen to every black person out there. You better not jump and throw some shit around and act crazy for no reason. Because this ain't, literally, this, ain't, this is your fight, but it ain't your fight. You don't get up in there and try to, try to jump up and start throwing shit at cops. Wait for a cop to attack us. Then you attack. Correct. defense defend yourself Correct. that's what antifa was doing at first i don't know what they're doing now so go ahead go ahead oh no the whole antifa thing and you kind of hinted at this 
I'm not even sure if that's like the real Antifa right now. Cause no, it's not. I'm, yeah, I'm I, an anti-fascist. I don't think. No, it's not. Yeah, I don't know what that organization is. I don't know if those are undercover cops. I've seen that online. Yep. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck it's that is. White supremacist alt-right acting is acting as trying it. to start. But shit. I don't see enough. If 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 I don't see enough Antifa people of folks out there doing the right thing, mm -hmm. they 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 they're silent right now. I was I, watching. I'm, I'm gonna call it out. Even the the the, the, the Antifa cats in Boston. I, I'm not seeing anything out there, and I know people personally. I don't see nobody talking. So I, the, that silence that they're giving me is deafening, mm -hmm. and I've I've already made my peace with those fools. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, because we were. I was watching like all the news coverage last night, almost to like three o'clock in the morning, just because mm -hmm. it's just. I mean, here locally, um, because there's some stuff going on locally too. And I was talking to one of my friends downtown whose home slash business is located downtown where all of the uh, protests are going on. And he's like, man, like I am with these people. And, but at the same time, I'm hoping no crazy ass white kid, you know, throws a rock, you know, through my, you know, cause it's this whole business slash home is pretty much a glass front. And he goes, and he goes, I was outside, you know, just talking to everybody, just saying like, Hey, like I'm with you guys, just please. My kids are in here kind of thing. And you know, everybody's just like, Hey, driving the point home there's two people out here there's people that are actually out here protesting and then there's people just trying to cause shit and then watching you know the national news you get two different narratives um i know the right they like to say oh fox CNN. news they'll focus on all the bad shit yeah they'll exactly on the good exactly so on our our uh cable uh, you know cnn and fox news are you know one channel up from each other and so i'm flipping back and forth and then i'll you know then i'll pivot to you know our local news and whatnot and then, you know, CNN will have somebody on the ground and, you know, they'll interview, you know, one of those crazy people, one of those crazy white people throwing shit, you know, looting and whatnot. And then they'll go to one of the black leaders of the protesters and be like, hey, we want you to know that those people aren't with us. They're they're fucking they're harming our cause. You know, that's not what we're here to do. We're here to peacefully protest and pretty much saying exactly what you're saying, where it's just like they're just hurting us. And then I flip over to Fox News and they're saying all these rioters, they don't even give them the dignity of saying they don't hey, give them the dignity. No, correct. And they're just saying and all they're doing is just saying commending the police like on Fox News. Like I believe they had like Mike Huckabee on there. And I'm like, why the fuck are you talking to Mike Huckabee about, you know, an injustice <laughs> trying to talk about black issues? Fox. Correct. Fox. Mike Fox Huckabee. doesn't know race issues. Fox doesn't know how to how to unify people. Correct. They know how to divide. That's that's been their that's been their inception. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. It's because it's perfect. It plays into what I'm saying. And I'm just saying that's the problem right there. And then mm -hmm. people, it's called confirmation bias, where you know everybody on the right, they won't listen to any other perspective other than their own, which is you know going to be the Fox Newses, you know the bright bars, the Infowars, and whatnot, which just affirms their bias, you know their white, you know racial bias, and they're not pivoting out to see okay what's the other side of it you know i always use the analogy of perception where it's like here's this pin right here right mm -hmm. so i'm looking at your i mean i don't know if my camera's even i can see the pin. yeah but <laughs> like uh th you're just seeing a blank side of the pin right here right mm -hmm. but on my side it says country ends and suites by the carlson right and then, you know gives their address or whatnot and to me i feel like you know what fox news does says no that pin doesn't say that it's a blank pin there's nothing on that pin i'm saying like yo it, this is what it says on my side but it's just like you have to be able to turn this pin around and see every perspective. And I think that's what's fucked up about society right now is nobody else wants to see the perspective because yeah. we need white to society, white society. I'm talking yeah, there, there white American society. I have to correct you and yeah, I have yeah, to stop yeah. you right there, too, because you're talking about that, that, that pen analogy. Perfect analogy. I love right. it. 
Correct. But, and, and this is what they also do. The, the, the Fox News types. They'll sit there and talk about Martin Luther King. He didn't want, he wouldn't want this. He wouldn't oh, want this, yeah, that, like and the this. third. There was a post that Wyatt Sinak, Wyatt Sinak posted on Instagram, and it was Martin Luther King III saying that a riot is a language of the unheard. And then under that was a response from a white person saying that your father wouldn't have agreed with this. And I'm, and I'm, I'm like, oh my God, there's a white man white explaining to, a, a, a white explaining Martin Luther King to Martin Luther King's fucking son. Like, what? That is America right there. Yeah, I saw this that This is the one, right yeah. way to protest. I saw another one where this dude, I think it was uh, Oregon for Trump on Instagram, he posted a picture of uh, Martin Luther King with everybody from Selma, and he said, this is a protest. And I wanted to scream out loud, do you know what happened during that protest? Do you know? Because they peacefully protested and got bats beaten off their heads. People died. Mm -hmm. Died that day. Yep. Beat arrested and died that day. Mm -hmm. So don't talk about a protest being right or wrong because you never knew it. You're, ex you're, you're literally ignoring the real matter and you're trying to parade like you care about black folks when in reality, you don't want your piece of the pie being taken over and shared with. You don't want that. And that's a problem with, the, with, 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 with neoconservatives, not all conservatives. I don't, I don't even feel that didn't even taste right coming out of my mouth, but like, I Seriously, you. like a lot of people, a lot of white Americans do not want to picture the real, they don't want to see the real picture. They want to see the, the, the hands and the we shall overcome. They want to see that, that photo op. And even that photo op will still disturb them to this day. If they saw, yep. if they saw people holding hands saying we, can, we shall overcome in front of a bunch of cops, they, they would still say that was wrong. Correct, and and that's the problem with America, and 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 Fox News is a is a clear example of continuing that divisive narrative. CNN is also guilty for that too, because they are focusing on the rioters instead of focusing on the real problem, the real pictures here. Uh, Don Lemon, he he's he's a good he's a good example of trying to bridge that gap. Chris Cuomo, eh. he to me he, he looks like he said the n word back in the day. <laughs> but that's just me. Um, but like he, like he always, he was always pointing out. Like a, a couple of days ago, I watched everything transpire, and he was pointing out how there was so many different races of people. I was like, yeah, duh, people are waking up. But Dude. but then there, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of craziness going on, and he then it immediately forgets about the 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 the, the vast diverse protesters. He's focusing on the crazy ones, and it's yeah. just like, come on, man, mm. come on, man. Dude, it's like L.A. had a bunch of peaceful protesters today where they were just like kneeling with they had a fist in the air and they were just sitting there quietly. It was like hundreds of people in L.A. What, what does L.A. do? They call fucking ICE to like break it all up to see who's legally here and who's not. And it's like, dude, there's no right way to protest. Like no matter what you do, you're going to get demonized no matter what you do. That's Colin and, Kaepernick. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Colin yeah. Kaepernick can't even get a job. Are you telling me like fucking, I don't know. He who kneeled. Yeah. He kneeled. He talked to a white military serviceman and that white military serviceman said, maybe you should kneel. He kneeled. Mm -hmm. and, and, and white America, oh my God, nigga, what are you doing? Literally, that's what they were, that's, 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 that was their reaction. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't make any fucking sense. What do you expect us to do now? I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I know I'm swearing a lot and I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off and I'm, I'm fired up, 
because I can't go outside and do things that I want to do because I know what's going to happen to me. My father's gone. I have to take care of my family. So I can't go out and protest the way I want to. My father was here. I go out and act like a wild boy because I know that man would bail me out. Who's going to bail me out? Exactly. So I got to stay here and do what I got to do. I got to make my music. I got to write my songs. But there's a lot of things going on out there that black people are trying to do. They're trying to promote change. They're trying. And we're still getting beat down by, by, um, by negative, uh, negative reports. We're getting beat down by, 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 by the administration that is running the country right now. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. It's only a matter of time. So all of us join up and we, and, and we start and we start doing the, the, the drastic things that need to be done. I'm, 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 not, I'm not trying to piggyback off of Arab, Arab Spring, but if you saw what happened in Egypt and, and in other, other places around the, around the Arab world, they were having enough. They were tired of their regime. They were tired of their governments. They forced the change. Guaranteed, uh, granted, things have not moved in the way that they wanted to, wanted to as fast enough, but they promoted it. They stood out in the streets and didn't leave. And that's what black Americans are doing. That's what allies should be doing. And that's what white people who think they want to promote change should be doing as well. It's more than just posting something on Instagram for your black friends to like and tell you thank you. Because I ain't telling none of my, my white friends thank you for doing shit. You should have been saying this shit years ago. Should have been saying this shit when you saw Mike Brown. Should have been saying this shit when you saw Trayvon. Now, granted, Trayvon wasn't killed by a cop, but he was killed because he was black. You should have been talking then. Dude, so, you're 100% right, man. Like, yeah, you just have to, be, to talk now. Dude, it, it, that's, see, to me, that's the part that really bothers me. Bakersfield, our hometown right here, Bakersfield, and this is more of a personal thing, we, we have been on the news so many times because we have been, we, we have chronically have had the worst and most per violent. Per capita, the worst in the nation. Police department. Like, our police department, like, in plain daylight, killed an old man because they thought he was breaking into a home and it was really, he was just, he had dementia. They shot him dead in front of his family. Huh. This is, this is the, this is not just the America. This is our hometown. Like for me, it's like, I see people protesting. I see people getting riled up, man. I've been riled up, man. I've, I've been here. Like I, I've been this, like there's, and it's just like, how, how are you just now joining the party? How are you just now posting these things on your Instagram? This has been life. I was telling Jacob a while ago, like, once I was just working out at the at a park. I had a hoodie on, and some lady called the cops on me because they thought, like, I don't know what they thought. They just called the cops on me. As a kid, I remember one time, um, this cop showed up, and and you know there had been some arguments with with one of my uncles. My uncle was drunk, whatever. But the the cop shows up, and the cops like, hey, I'm gonna call immigration, you guys, if you guys don't um let me know what's going on here. That's the most racist fucking shit I can think mm-hmm. of, man. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. I have the, everybody has the right to remain silent. You don't have to self-incriminate. That's the cop knew that shit. He was just trying to abuse his power. That's something that happens in America day daily. In day. Daily. It I, happens daily. I was like seven years old when that shit happened, man. Like, and I'm you got woken you, you, and you saw that and you realized it. That was already put in your head that you have to act a certain way. That's no white kid has to deal with that. No white kid exactly. has to deal with That's that true. at all. For example, my friend uh, Marcus, God rest his soul. We used to go out to Boston all the time and we would drive his car. He had a BMW. He's very proud of that car because he worked his ass off to get it. 
And we would drive out there, get drunk. Well, I wouldn't get drunk. I would get drunk. He wouldn't get drunk. <laughs> um, we'd drive out. He, we would party, dance, all that type of stuff, get a couple phone numbers for some girls, feel like the man to drive home. One day, I was really fucking hammered. And he was the designated driver this time. So he drives home, and um, we get pulled over at the on-ramp, off, off, at the off-ramp of our hometown. And this was the sixth time that it happened. Every time we go out, every time we come home, we get pulled over, right? This cop pulled us over, asked him a bunch of questions, asked him where he was coming from. He answered everything, complied and everything. Guy said, I'll be right back. Gave him a warning for his license plate, not um, being blocked or whatever. And there was no, it wasn't even blacked out. He took the warning and I wanted to get home because I'm just sitting there trying to hold in the vomit. And he starts crying hysterically and he's hitting, just punching the freaking uh, uh, steering wheel. He's beating the steering wheel. I'm like, what's going on, man? What's wrong? And he's like, I can't take it anymore. Why is this always happening to us, Dua? Why is this always happening to us? Kept saying that, driving me home. All the, all the convulsing that I wanted to do stopped. And I saw him cry. I started crying because I didn't realize that I was getting harassed. We were getting harassed. I just thought it was a way of life. And then when that finally set in that it wasn't, tears flowed like fucking water. And this is a daily thing that happens to black people all over the country, day in, day out, night and day, all the time. And sometimes, most of the time, they don't end up coming home. Sandra Bland's a prime example of that. God rest that woman's soul. Like these things, like the police, they don't care. They, they've been conditioned to not care, not really serve and protect. And I'm sorry, I'm gonna say ACAB all the time until the good cops start standing in front and expose the bad cops, but the good cops are too scared of the, to lose their jobs. Yep. And they got families too. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, like I'm a big wrestling nerd. I apologize for that, but no, that's I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm 30 as fuck still watching wrestling. But uh, to that point, what you said about good cops and bad cops and whatnot, um, one of my favorite wrestlers, you know, even before he you know, said what he said, uh, he used to be a Chicago um, police officer. Uh, his name's Mustafa Ali. And he said he joined the he joined the force, you know, because he wanted to be that change, you know, from within, you know, that was, you know, he had like that internal calling and, you know, he, there's a whole podcast, I believe it was on Chris Jericho's podcast where he was talking about like, Hey, you know, like there's a whole culture. It's almost like a gang culture where it's like, you don't speak out, you know, when you see something wrong or, you know, when you go to call for backup, you know, they're not going to show up. And that's ultimately why he, you know, quit, you know, pursue his dream, you know, as a pro wrestler, if you will. But he was just like, he goes, man, like it, it's that needs to change right there where it's just like, hey, if you see something bad, you should be able to go to your superior and say, hey, look, you know, this dude is doing some shady shit over here and not be in, in fear that you're going to be retaliated against. Or, hey, if you do have a you know a bad situation, no one's going to come and back you up. And to me, that cult, it is a cultural change within these departments. And what Art was talking about with, you know, our local police department, the, the sheriff, Donnie Youngblood, oh, he's on video saying that it costs the county less money to murder somebody than it than is to just cripple to, them. Than, than to cripple them. And then when the news hit him up about it, because it was a video that was taken, you know, from a whistleblower who 
again, got fired. You know, I have somebody, you know, that works within the sheriff's department saying, Hey, yeah, they let that guy go over some bullshit, um, for that video. When he leaked that video to the news and the news questioned Donnie Youngblood about it, he goes, no, I meant what I said. It cost Double the down on it. And that's the he, problem. He's an elected official. That position, that sheriff's position, that's, we elect that that's where it needs to start. It's like mm -hmm. we fucking elected him. People of Kern County elected Donnie Youngblood. Mm -hmm. And that's where it needs to stand up. Protesting, that's great. Get the anger out. I'm all for it. I'm I'm I ain't mad at you at all. I, I've been there with you. But without action, this means nothing. Mm -hmm. This is gonna happen exactly. again tomorrow. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. The protests happen now, that's great. But the election's coming up. The election's coming up. Mm-hmm we best to show who we're rocking with and who we're against. I can't stand Joe Biden. So again, let's be clear, yeah. fuck Joe Biden, but I'm definitely voting for him because he is the better answer to Trump than Trump is for another four years. We need to start showing up in the polls. Stop this, uh, I'm not voting for the greater, the, the lesser of two evils. Fuck that, because we can still be critical about those about the lesser evil. Because I know I'm gonna vote for Joe Biden, and I'm gonna be on his head. Yep, I'm gonna be on his head. You want the black vote? You better work for us. Mm -hmm. You want the Mexican vote? You better work for them. La 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 Latino vote. You want the Latino vote? You better work for them. You want the Chinese vote? You better work for them. You better do everything for people of color now that you're saying you're doing. You better do it now and do it later. And, and, and we have to show up at the polls. We cannot play with this. Mm -hmm. We have to show up. Every last able-bodied American should freaking vote. If they, if you do not like the president, vote. I don't care. You look, like I don't care if you like if you don't want to vote. If you don't care about the, the the things that are going on. But if you're gonna keep continue complaining, nothing's gonna change. Obviously, we've seen it. We've seen it. With Obama's America, nothing changed. I'm, I'm not saying that Obama didn't do a lot of good things, but nothing changed. They're still killing us. So what do we have to do? We, we have to get new lawmakers in the building. We have to get new lawmakers in the Senate, in the House. Correct. Uh, AOC is one of those people. Uh, Omar, uh, uh, Ilhan Omar, I mean, uh, Ilhan Omar, is that, that's what that I was right, saying? Yeah. She's, yeah. she's in there as well. Mm -hmm. We need more of those type of women, those two women especially. We need more of them in the Senate, in the, I mean, in, in the House and in the Senate. We need them. If we if we get those type of people, those if we get lawmakers that are for the people and by the people, things will change will come. Change yep. will happen. That's that's how, just how I feel. If this Amer if America wants to be America and 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 live on his creed, then we should be voting as able-bodied Americans. And, and that's the thing the right too. Thing. That's a good that's an excellent point that you brought up too. You articulated way better than I could articulate it. But like Thank when you. you said, like with um, Obama's administration, not much changed. And I work for the federal government and I would see a lot of stuff that would be put on the table by Obama and it would get shot down by Mitch McConnell. And I'm like, we need to get people like that out. Like, you know, people like that are Kevin McCarthy, Kevin another McCarthy, hometown, another asshole motherfucker. Mm. And it's just like, we got to start focusing like, yeah, like we can say fuck Trump and, you know, get him out and all this shit, but nothing makes a difference if we don't, you know, vote local and then vote yeah. for other people that represent us as well. You know, like, articulated kevin mccarthy he's had a chokehold on this this area and he went to the same i mean granted probably like 20 years before me that motherfucker went to the same elementary school as me mm. went to the same junior high as me went to the same high school as this gentleman right here which is 
you know, he does his his politics don't represent this area at all. No. He's not doing things that benefit us. It only benefits the rich people on the rich side of town and the rich richer Americans. And so we need to focus on getting people like him out, people like Mitch McConnell out, because, yeah, we can get a Joe Biden in there or, hey, maybe, you know, we were talking earlier, like, hey, it's not a lock lock that that's going to be him. Like, let's say, you know, Bernie gets in by some weird, weird way. Is yeah. I mean, it won't mean anything if the other people around him are still like your Mitch McConnell's or your Kevin McCarthy's. Yeah. Look at look at Barack Obama. We they were everybody was celebrating that they had a black president, but they forgot they ain't had nobody to back him. Mm hmm. Yeah, for, you got years for for eight years he was still getting he was still getting uh, uh messed up if obama won i don't know if if the if if the democrats won the house and the senate i'm not saying we would be we would we, would, we wouldn't be seeing what we're seeing now but we'd be seeing less of it dramatically correct because there would be people obama would would have forced that narrative and 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 he, he even did it himself he made white people uncomfortable mm -hmm. so like we have to work to get the right people in to the to 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 the Senate and the House and into the White House. Mm -hmm. If you don't do those three things, we're gonna be back here four more years, and there's gonna be more black bodies dead. There's gonna be more people of color dead. There's gonna be more more memes and more more uh, um, donation links being posted. That's gonna happen. Flint still doesn't have clean water. Right. Like, does that happen? It, and all this, all this stuff, all this stuff is still going to keep happening if we don't fix what's going on inside the government. Mm -hmm. If we don't fix it, it's our job. I don't listen. I'm not. A, I'm not a, a, a staunch patriot. I. I. I don't. I, I detest it actually. But I do use my 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 duty as an American citizen to vote, because people who have who have died before me died for me to get that right mm -hmm. died for me to get that right i'm a first generation american and i'm proud of it and i and and i, I will go to the polls with my kente on and vote for the most out of touch white man i've ever met in life but i'm <laughs> going to do that because i know that there's people behind him that think just like me alc she doesn't i, I know for a fact she like let's be real she ain't she ain't really rocking with joe like that She's doing it because she knows that she's an influence and she's going to get the same people that voted for her to vote for him and vote, vote for her again and vote for vote for change in the Senate and the House. We have to do that now. These protests will be in vain if we do not. Right. I'm sorry for being so freaking passionate. And, and, and people are going to say that there's going to there's going to be haters on here that are going to say that, oh, do is just doing this for an act. He must be trying to promote something. Bad Rappers ain't got an album coming out anytime soon. Oh, I mean, we do, but. We're not, <laughs> let me rephrase that. We got an album coming out soon, <laughs> uh, badrabbits.com. But at the same time, I'm not doing this for them. The, the views expressed by me are for Dia Augustus Bwakshi and for Dia Augustus Bwakshi himself. That's it. Not, not, not Bad Rabbits. I'm, I'm, I'm talking for myself right now. I'm, I'm not promoting anything. I want change. Y'all want change. How do we get change? We have to vote. We have to activize, activize. We have to, we have to, uh, well, I'm, I'm really, I lost it here. We have to vote and we have to, we have to be active in our communities. We have to protest peacefully. We have to, we have to work and check the, check white privilege 
and leave that white privilege at the door or tell those with white privilege to use your privilege to help us. I'm, I'm not going to tell them that anymore, though. I'm not telling, and, and it's not any black person's job to tell white people what they should be doing. They should know. They've had 400 years to fix this. 400 years to fix this. And they, and they still have it. And I'm yelling, and I just got to turn this down because I just realized I'm going red right now. <laughs> 400 good. fucking years. Yeah. 400 fucking years. You, you got to do something. It's only, it's only a matter of time till, the, till, till, till that, that cup flows over and the spill out happens. And, it's, and that, that spill out better be fucking positive. Mm-hmm. It'd it, be a voice of the voiceless, you know? I mean, yeah. like I said, I work, I can't put too much out there where I work because I'll get in trouble. And then I'll yeah, be yeah, can't chill out. But, um, you do see that a lot like within my job there's like this nasty residue that i've been working there 11 years and i always see it and you get in trouble if you speak out you know like hey that's not right why is this person you know you know getting away with figurative murder here you know it's not like the police here but you know get away with murder and then it affects the general public and then it falls on deaf ears but let somebody not of their ilk do the same thing and it's the biggest deal ever you know they they fired people for some bullshit and i'm like whoa yo this person was putting in work like they were doing stuff that was having a positive impact on the community but since they bucked you and exposed you you got pushed out kind of like that like the sheriff's officer i was talking about that leaked that video to the press and it's just like that's some bullshit and me i always have like little like fucking temper tantrums at work um there's no dress code at work uh, so I'll go in straight up with, you know, uh, I had a doggy style shirt. That's my favorite album of all time. Doggy oh, yeah. style. I know that's not appropriate to wear at work, but since I look like you Snow are. White's little brother, Snow, yeah. Since I look at like Snow White's little brother, I wore that. And, you know, there wasn't really that much of a big but deal. let me walk in there and wear that. Exactly. And I said that to my supervisor at the time. And I said, no, I'm not doing this because I want to be, you know, a little rebellious little punk rock kid or whatever. But I want to show you that, hey, two weeks ago, you fired somebody because they didn't wear a tie. You know, yeah, you 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 covered up with bullshit that oh they were looking up stuff on the internet that they weren't supposed to, which it turns out was like eBay or something like that. I mean, mm. oh god forbid you go to eBay. Dude, that's every rest- American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So- and, and, and everybody uses Facebook while working. I don't want to hear that shit. But yeah, continue. but you know, your dude over here, you know, he's he's he literally killed somebody by cutting off. Again, I don't want to spill the beans too much where I work by cutting off something that would have kept him alive. But that that's okay. And you give this person a raise at the end of the year. No, that's why I came in with my doggy style shirt because mm-hmm. I want to expose that, that, hey, it's okay for someone like me to do that. But someone like that, yeah, you're going to fire them. Yeah, because you look like yeah. Snow White's little brother. You're using your privilege. Correct. Correct. And uh, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm just going to, you know, um, tell you something quick that I witnessed. Um, uh, privilege wise, I saw um, on CNN this white kid at the CNN Center banging on a window with a skateboard. And at first, I said, "Oh shit, he's using his privilege and and, he, and he's showing is showing it right now live on TV for us." And then he disappeared. And then I said to myself, "No, he's ra- actually not using his privilege for the better. Correct. He uses he, he like like." The, the best thing about what's happening right now, which is which sucks, but it's showing the the media that white people are using their privilege to damage shit and we're we're getting the we're getting the, the brunt of it. You know what I'm saying? So that's another another juxtaposition, I, I believe if that's the right word, 
to show how white privilege is used and you use it in the right way, but the skateboard could use it in the wrong way. And that's like a constant, that's a constant thing. So what people like you need to do, and you, I know you got white friends, you got to tell them the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I said, I'm not giving you instructions, but you got to tell them. <laughs> yeah. You got you to gotta, you gotta show them that example. You got you to gotta be that doggy style t-shirt defiance. Mm-hmm. You have to, because yeah. if, they don't, if, they don't understand, if they don't see that firsthand, we're going to still be here. And I'm going to still be complaining. I'm, I'm going to still be ranting on Instagram and arguing with racists on Facebook, getting my life threatened on Facebook because I'm pissed off about something. Mm-hmm. Like, these and rightfully pissed off. Happening. Yeah, rightfully pissed off. But, but, but these things are going to keep on happening unless white people really see that they're the root of this problem and they need to fix it the damn selves, not us. We're, we're, we already showed you what the problem is. You need to, you need to find out how to fix it. We can't tell you because we're trying to fix our own community because in our own community, we have people that are okay with this shit. We have people that are too quiet about this shit. We have people that are numb to this shit. We have people that are too angry for this shit. And then we have people who are literally trying to progress. Mm-hmm. We have True. a lot of own, our own issues conflating this. The Nation of Islam, they try to get, they, they try to formulate and, and mobilize and they want to promote separation. And, it's, and the more they talk, the, the more sense they're making because at the end of the day, no one's listening to us. We need, we need to break off of shit. That's what they're saying. Then you have uh, uh, Black Lives Matter that wants change and they're trying to use it. Then you have Antifa that they want fascism to be demolished, but then they have their own fucking crazies, anarchists that, are, that have racial agendas. And then, you, and then you have people who are posing to be like all three. And they're fucking everything up because they want to see something fucked up. And then you have your government agents. So we're battling a lot of things right here. People, white people, if y'all watching this right now, any of y'all that are on live or if, if you, I don't know if you guys are still live right now, but they need to, they need to, they need, they, y'all need to fucking do something. I'm not telling you what to do. Just do something. Do the right thing though. Mm-hmm. Do, do the right fucking thing because this is stupid. This is dumb. There shouldn't we, I had to watch and I didn't want to, but I had to. That man screamed for his mother. His mother was dead. His mother is dead, rather. He's screaming for his mother. That, that tells me two things. One, he knew he was going to die. And two, he, he was losing all hope. You beat a man down and you put him on the ground and you put your knee on his neck. What do you expect is going to happen? It's, ta- it's terrible. It's sad, man. That man Heart died. Heart See, that man died. And I watched that shit. I screamed. I cried. Because I've, I've, I've witnessed enough death. And, it's hit, and, 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 and death hit, hit me close to home a few months ago. I didn't want to see this. But I had to as a black man. Because I have to mobilize myself. I have to pick myself up and, do the greater, and, and fight for the greater good. And a lot of y'all need to do the same thing. A lot of y'all white folks need to do the same thing. It's just, it's enough's enough, man. And if, if if they don't understand it, if you don't want to understand it, then you just want you you you're just okay with black people dying continually. You know, one of the one of the conversations that I think is really important to have with with white people, really, because white people seem to be the person that that fly these blue lives matters flags all over the place. Oh my god! And, and I, I have a licking assholes. Yeah, and I have a, I have a big 
personal issue with the Blue Lives Matter. This is a this has been a personal thing, and Jacob knows about this because I, I, yeah. I bring up Blue Lives Matters about like once a week to him, just because people say that people fly these Blue Lives Matters flags, but they don't mean that shit. Nope. You have first responders that can't get fucking masks during coronavirus. You have first responders. You have first responders that have lung diseases because they ran into the twin towers to get people out, and now the government Preach, doesn't want to reach. Yeah, the government doesn't want to pay for that shit because now blue lives don't fucking matter because they cost too much, man. But when do blue lives matter cost? When it's some fucking racist agenda. When we want to give them more AKs so they can fucking police us in a military state. That's when blue lives matter. Blue That's lives when ma it matters. It doesn't matter any other time, bro. It doesn't matter any other time. It, it's, it's, it's fucking bullshit, man. And, and the fact that we don't, if we really cared about blue lives matters, We'd be like, hey, where is this person mentally? Why aren't we doing mental evaluations on these police officers? Why aren't we fucking checking to make sure they're not joining some like alt-right group online? Are we checking on this? Do we have the time? Do we have the money for this? Nope. Apparently, apparently we do because you're flying those fucking Blue Lives Matters flags. But these people carry guns to work. That's their job. And the fact that we don't fucking monitor that shit and we don't check their mental stability at that point you don't know they could be going through a really traumatic time in their in their life or whatever they could be and, and the fact that you you this is gonna they're gonna take it out on a young black man a young mexican man and an asian person we were just talking about how like a couple of months ago people were getting super fucking racist with asian people because they were mm -hmm. saying like oh you're spraying coronavirus and like yeah i was i was arguing with a lot of white folks about that shit too yeah it, it's it's fucking bullshit man like we don't People say that shit. White people say that shit, but they don't, they don't mean, mean that shit. No. And that's the thing that bothers me. It's like, you can't fucking fly that flag. And if to me, it's like, if you fly that flag, if you have that shit on your truck and your fucking lifted truck or whatever, like, I want to have that conversation with you. Like, what does that mean to you? Like, does that just mean you're fucking racist and you're against Black Lives Matter? And that's the only reason why I think they do put it on their truck. And for the most to part, show the people fear, to stoke fear. Correct, because it's not about supporting the individual that ran into the Twin Towers and now they have a lung condition, and now the Mitch McConnell won't mm -hmm. approve funds to help those people with those conditions. And Jolly-ass piece of shit. Continue. Exactly. It's not about that. It's about saying, oh, this is my protest against Black Lives Matter, and that's why they'll put like an All Lives Matter, because they don't really mean All Lives Matter, because if All Lives Matter, you'd be just as outraged as we are about the shit that's going on. I mean, you have people, I mean, even before George Floyd, I mean, Breonna Taylor, she died oh, in her house man. asleep, asleep, sleep. Woke she was up to bullets and died. She was a first Woke responder. Woke up to gunshots and died, and she was a first responder. My exactly. best friend Marcus, who I was talking about, he was a first responder. Before he died, he actually saved the kid's life. Mm -hmm. and, but I'm saying, like, these type of people are being expelled. They're, being, they're, they're getting their lives taken from them. And, 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 and these cops are walking away. Like, the cop that, that kneeled, I'm not even, even going to say the guy's name, one, because I can't pronounce it, and one, he looks, and two, he looks like a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that guy's getting third-degree murder. He'll... I don't want to believe that he'll walk, but I, I, but if he gets convicted, he might do a small amount of time and We've be right back on the streets. We've seen it before. And that's exactly. And when people, I was arguing online and art, he's had to rein me in more, more than a couple of times. Cause I'm notorious for doing this. And my girlfriend gets mad at me too. Cause I'll stay up till three o'clock in the morning. Like I did last night and I have to drink a whole pot of coffee, mm. but I'll argue with people. And they'll be like, why are they still protesting? They arrested that guy. Well, it's like, no, they need to arrest all the other guys, and we need to see convictions. 
and not just, you know, some bullshit convictions, like you were saying, mm-hmm. where he might walk mm-hmm. like in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. No, we need to see him be held accountable for the same way that I have friends in prison who are on, you know, their second strike for marijuana, you know, mm-hmm. which is that wasn't hurting anybody at all. Nobody at all. It doesn't even kill people. <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny you bring up marijuana because it's like when the fuck like John Boehner, you know, John Boehner owns like so much of the like the marijuana industry. I'll now. kick him in his throat. And it's oh, like, yeah. I can't stand. I can't stand that shit. Yeah. John they, Boehner, they capitalize on it. They yeah. were putting black and Mexican people in prison for this shit a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. And now John Boehner, the former speaker of the house is like the fucking man when it comes to the marijuana industry. Get the fuck out of here with that, man. Yeah. That's, some That's what I'm saying, man. It's a, it's a whole bunch of contradictory movements mm-hmm. right now that these people, that the, especially the right and the, um, the, 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 uh, Republicans do, they, they love to contradict themselves and, um, and, and do the wrong thing. And that's why, again, we just need to vote. You, you, we need to take the same anger that we're taking out on the streets. We need to take that right to the ballot box, mm-hmm. right to the ballot box. And it needs to be a drastic change. Uh, I remember what Oprah said this. Uh, shout out to Oprah, even though a lot of black people, well, not a lot of black people, but black people I know don't like her. Uh, shout out to Oprah. She said, uh, the only way this country is going to change is if old white men die, die off. We have a lot of old white men in the office right now. I'm not saying they should die. But their tenure in, 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 in office needs to die. Mm-hmm. Their, 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 their terms need to be done. Like, we, like, seriously, it needs to be done with because we're only beating ourselves down. No, I'm sorry, not we. They're only beating us down into uh, a point of no return. Mm-hmm. This country is, 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 is like, there's two, there's two things, there's two ways this country can go. Go up for change or down. And the way it's looking right now is it's in between. And we're, we're, we're on this weird, we're on this weird little cusp and it needs to change by, by voting. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep saying this. We need to vote. That's mm-hmm. it. It's not voting for people with selfish intent too. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. thing too. It's like when I, we, we, we talked about this like a couple months ago when, you know, things were all up in the air with who's going to be, it's going to be Bernie or Biden. And when somebody doesn't have your best interest, but just their own, I'm not voting. That, that's hard. That's fucking that. I can't get with that guy. And mm-hmm. so my thing is, is why do people vote against their best interests? Like, even when we talk about, you know, you know, white America and stuff, they'll vote against their own interests. Like you have people like in the Ozarks, these hillbillies, if you will, the people in the Appalachians or whatever, they'll vote against their own best interest just because it will fuck somebody else's interest up. And to me, like, we need to stop doing that as well. Or we, they mm-hmm. need to stop doing that as well. We do that here in Bakersfield. Like, so Bakersfield, you know, and I'm sure you've never been to Bakersfield, but it's like oil fields and ag. Mm-hmm. And ag does really, really well whenever we have a, a Democrat in office. Yet mm-hmm. we vote against it like crazy, like crazy. We just, just can't stand Democrats here. But that's when, that's when Bakersfield seems to flourish because ag does really well here during those time periods. I remember mm-hmm. my mom, my white ass mom, she said, um, I remember it was when the first Bush went into presidency and we were shopping at the old Lucky's and that old Lucky shopping center, there was a series of independent businesses that were attached to it. You know, there was a, mm-hmm. you know, a sports store, a, you know, a little mom and pop shop, a little nickel and dime, if you will. And there were fun places to go to. One of my favorite places that like shaped my whole life was this comic book store that, you know, had everything there, a little Ninja Turtle comics or whatever, but I'm diving into a tangent now, but Bush took over, a lot of those businesses just started to die. 
just because, mm-hmm. you know, the policies that were taking effect and then the people that were getting in office locally because of that. And I remember my, this always is going to stick into my mind. I was like, mom, why are, why are all these places like going away? And I'm like four years old trying to, you know, figure life out still. Right. And I'm like, why are all these places going away? And she goes, this is what happens when you elect old white Republicans to office. My white ass mom said that. And I was like, I'm four years old hearing her say that. And I'm like, wow, you know, like that's poignant. And I've always looked at that and just thought like, wow, yeah, that's, that really is what happens. You know, we've seen it. I mean, not to say that, you know, Clinton, everything that he did was great. But we mean art. We we talk about this often, like during the 90s, like that just seemed like such a chill era, a very prosperous era. And then Bush, too, comes into office. And then again, we see it, you know, the housing crisis, like all mm-hmm. this shit happens. And just the rich get richer. Right. Or the get poor. Get poor. poor. The, thing, the thing about it, the thing about it is Clinton didn't do enough. Mm-hmm. Bush never did anything. Obama tried to do enough. Trump ain't doing anything. It's It's always... And I, I hate to say this, but the Democrats try, the Republicans do nothing. The Democrats try, the Republicans do nothing. Then the Democrats pretend to try as well. There are a lot of Democrats that pretend to try. Amen. Yeah. You know I agree, I agree so it's like there's that. a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of issues here. And and again, like you said, like your mother said, God bless her for saying that. That old white men um run this are trying to run this country and it's falling apart. And that's why you're seeing the narrative that you're seeing. That's why you're seeing all these men throwing on AK 47s and walking into the freaking state house in Michigan because mm-hmm. they know that they're slowly becoming the minority. Yeah. And they know that their time is coming. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. for real. And not no, the, the Jesus that they pray to ain't going to save them. The yeah. Jesus that the God that they pray to ain't going <laughs> to save them. We were just I talking about that before you got on too. Like it's, it's, it's the truth, man. Yeah, it's the truth, man. We like the Jesus that some of these, you know, people on the right will pray to or expose or put out there, like on social media. It's not the same Jesus that I learned about, like in church, nope. and and I'm like, and he don't you, look the same either. Exactly, and they'll be like, oh, okay, they need to peacefully protest. And I'm like, well, what about that story in the Bible where Jesus, you know, flipped over tables for you know the gentlemen in the temple that you know were collecting taxes? Or, I'm, I'm yeah, paraphrasing yeah, yeah, that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get what I'm saying. What about yeah, yeah. that? You know, what about, you know, loving thy neighbor or what about all these other things that Jesus did in the Bible, but you're not, you're giving me this other version of Jesus that just sound, that just looks like the 99 cent store version of Jesus. It doesn't mm-hmm. even look like the same Jesus that I learned about, you know, in the straight up Bible, you know, you do realize when you take away from the Bible, that's a sin too. You try to yeah. that Testament. Exactly. I could, I could, I could, I could even, I could even double down on that. Um, uh, I, I do listen to Farrakhan a lot. I, I, I love, I love him. Um, and I love what he says, but he posted a, he had a, he had a, a, a like not a meeting, but he was, he was at, he was at an event. He was speaking at the event and he put a picture up of white Jesus. And he said, that is white supremacy's role through divinity. Basically telling you that this is the Jesus that you should pray to. And this Jesus is the right Jesus. And they don't talk about the stories that you were just talking about. They don't want to, they don't want to leave the, they don't want to show those stories because that shows him as a revolutionary. They want to show him as a compliant, peace loving man. Jesus was never a compliant, peace loving man. Oh, yeah, well, he, he was, was a peace loving man, but he was not compliant. He was a revolutionary. Uh, whether people want to believe in Jesus or believe he's real or not, the real story of Jesus is a revolutionary story. And when, when, when white America accepts that, we'll probably be in one step one step closer to a change. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I've been talking about this for an hour, for a, a, more than an hour. And I know that you guys said you're, 
your your your, your shows are pre pretty uh we've been on for a minute just think of this is like Bra just think of us as like a brown joe rogan right now lamb you, okay. you can go three hours you can go three hours man shit <laughs> okay okay <laughs> do what you got to do there's no time limit man yeah there's no time right. limit. um but yeah. i guess i i don't want to i don't want to feel like i'm preaching and you guys have given me a lot of time to run my mouth no and man I that's that, that. that's why i wanted you to come on man I, I felt you had a lot to say and i was like perfect man because you know yeah. Not, not, not that I want to just like you know preach to the choir or anything like that, but it's just like I, I, th I think that it's something that's important for someone that doesn't look like us, isn't you know my skin tone, your skin tone, whatever it may be. That's the person that really needs to hear this, because that's the person whose like thoughts needs they just need to change. Even if it changes one percent, at least you you plant that seed of hey, maybe I'm not right, and maybe you know my world needs to change. See that other side of the pen. Mm -hmm. The other side of the pen. And that's and that's that's what you should name this episode the other side of the pen. But oh, uh thank you. you know, I'm thank being, you. Okay. Uh that's five dollars. Um, but all right, oh, Patreon. Oh, right. Come on, 50, Patreons. 50, 50, 50, <laughs> 50. I'm broke, nigga. Um <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Um, but no, seriously though, um that that is the change that we need. Somebody needs to see this and somebody needs to get sparked up because that's how I got sparked up. Mm -hmm. I I I I saw Malcolm X, that movie, and as a kid as a young kid i saw the whole thing from beginning to end watched that whole thing enthralled and then i it, it, like i was so i was so uh uh like taken by it i didn't even know the real i didn't know the real story about malcolm x until i saw the movie and then when the ending happened that woke me up to being the person that i am now and everybody needs that moment. I'm not saying that I'm Malcolm X. I'm not saying that my me talking is is anywhere close to uh, El Haj Malik El Shabazz. But what I'm saying is is that there's someone out there that's going to watch this, and they're going to be like, you know what? For I made a point. Art and Jacob, they're making points. We got to do something. And if if we've done that, then we're doing our duty as Americans, as right Americans not white Americans, but right Americans, Americans that are, that have literally seen, seen America for its true self and is, and is tired of it. I know you're tired, Jacob. I know you're tired, Art. You have to be. You guys are both tired because if you, if you weren't tired, you wouldn't have me on here right now. And that's, that's just, that's just how we need to look at things right now, man. That's, that's all I got to say. Um, I, 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 I could go on for hours and I know you guys want me to, but I don't want to beat a dead horse. I feel like <laughs> no, no, a lot of things. Um, I do want to say that Bad Rabbits will be coming back when this COVID stuff is over. You will be seeing us. I will be a thorn in these racist sides. Please um, do. I will, still, I will call out anybody I feel like calling out. And I know I have fans that voted for Trump. I will still call y'all out to this day. If you tell me that you voted for Trump, I'm calling you out. I'm not going to say I don't like you. I'm just going to say you're confused. And um, we need to get that man out of the White House. And um, we need to keep being uh, uh, compassionate people. Uh, I know you guys, too, are compassionate men. Um, so take that compassion and that knowledge, whatever you heard from me today, and, and, and put, that, put that out there into society, because we need it. Um, and I mean, that's, that's all I got to say, because I, I got I to gotta, I gotta stop, because I got to get back to what I'm doing out here. And I, I don't want to, I, I really don't want to leave. I want to talk for hours. And if you guys ever want me on again, trust and believe we'll do a two, three hour conversation. And I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely, I'd love to come to Cali and just sit down with y'all. And once the stuff is over, 
I will sit right, right in between that table and run my mouth for as long as you want. And uh, trust me, it'll be worthwhile. For sure, man. Dude, we greatly appreciate you spending the last hour or whatever time we've been on. Thank you for sharing your soul with us, man. Like, thank you guys for giving me that opportunity, man. Seriously, I'm so grateful for this. And I really appreciate you guys. Can't wait for the new Bad Rabbits. Uh, Garden of Eden. Garden of Eden. Hopefully, 2020, 2021. That's what is coming out. R.I.P. to Fred. R.I.P. to Fred Ofreata Boakshi, my father. That album is being dedicated to him. He's a he's a he's he's up uh, in in the ancestral plane uh, with with all the other leopards that he's uh, related to, and um, I'm the leopard here trying to do my duty and make him proud. Um, so just know that we're gonna be keep we're gonna keep doing music. We're gonna keep doing what we do. We're gonna keep making the music that we make. We're going to make you guys laugh. We're going to make you guys cry. We're going to make you guys angry. We're going to make you guys happy. But it's, it's, all, it's all going to be for the greater good. And, uh, again, I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much for having me on, man. Seriously. Anytime, man. Thank you, man. Respect. I, 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 what, what do you say to that, man? I, I love this. I respect every, everything. I respect you as a man, man. Like, I just, Thank you, man. I'm, so, Thank I'm you. so thrilled with this moment right now. Thank you, man. Seriously, I respect I respect you guys so much for this. And thank you for giving me this opportunity to run my mouth like the way I did. I hope people really understand me now because uh, a lot of people think that I'm just angry and I hate white folks and I don't. <laughs> I just hate racist male packets. Male packet go. is a racist term for racist. It's not, it's, I'm not a racist term. It's a, it's a term for racist and I, it's not a term for white people. I just don't like male packets and that's my job is to piss them off. So, and, and I, I, I'm pretty sure that there's someone in your comments right now losing this collective shit. And that means that we're doing the right fucking thing. That's so, okay. I don't need them. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> never have, never will. But it's also great. To, it's, it's great entertainment. So yeah, just, yeah, uh, just, just read their comments and see what happens. It's funny. <laughs> but yeah, man. True. Thank you guys again. Thank All you right, man. Again. Take it easy, man. All right, man. Peace. I'll hit you guys up later. Peace. Oh, yeah, man. For sure. All right, later, man. brother. Cool. Wow. Okay. So we're still recording. We're still recording. And that was a fucking awesome uh, fucking interview, dude. I'm so glad that he came on. It was perfect timing for what everything that was coming on. You know, I told you um, before we started recording, like it's just these last couple of days, like it's just migraines that, you know, cause just I'm disappointed with humanity and I'm not trying to put myself on a you know pedestal here saying that I do all the right things or even say all the right things. You know, I'm one of the least articulate people of all time, all time. And somehow I have a podcast, right? But, you know, it feels good to be able to talk to like-minded people that, you know, want change. And not just change to benefit themselves, but change to benefit the greater good of humanity. Because at the end of the day, we're all human. You know what I'm saying? Like, why make things better just for one sector? People got to make things greater for everybody. But we got to start right now today. The spotlight is that, hey, black lives matter and we need to be we need to be there for them right now. Absolutely. I, I, you know, a couple of months ago, a couple of like last year, again, not to keep harping on the same thing, but, you know, there were a lot of like Hispanic people, brown people that, that were upset about families being broken up and they're still being broken up mm-hmm. by by ICE and immigration and all these things like that and you know we've seen discrimination in our own communities this is when you got to unite man like this is you know we feel the discrimination Asian Americans feel the discrimination when they were being discriminated upon a couple of months ago when they were being blamed for coronavirus it, it it's really time to come together and understand that we're all coming from different cultures but a lot of us are feeling the same pain mm-hmm. and 
and I'm sure, you know, black people that they'll understand we, we need to come together because it's, it, it's time, man. It's time for a change, a real change and not some bullshit, just throwing a rock at a fucking Starbucks window and hoping <laughs> yeah. that changes it. No, cause it doesn't, and it doesn't, um, help the cause at all. And it's one of those things like when I, when I talk about getting a migraine, that's the first thing that the people on the other side of the coin will point out is like, Oh, they're violent. So therefore it shuts that communication down. They, they already have established their side. They've dug their heels into the sand and it fucks everybody. So please, everybody think about that. Like if you are going to go out there and, and, you know, support, you know, our black brothers out there and sisters, make sure that you are conscious of that because like Art was saying with our mutual friend, you know, they're not going to show that friend, you know, stealing, you know, the item from target, if you will, they're going to, you know, put that on to, you know, the black people out there. And like, that's not fair. And that's that you're only making things worse. And, and if black people are telling you like, Hey, don't do that. Correct. Maybe don't do that. Cause this is not your cause. Yeah. And that's one thing too, like I was talking about when I was switching back and forth between, you know, news stations and whatnot, like you see it almost uniformly, like, Hey, we're protesting over here. We're, you know, I saw that image, you know, of, you know, a collective of protesters just silently sitting, you know, on the ground, you know, the fist up and whatnot, you know, peacefully protesting, you know, doing quote unquote the right thing. And then you'd have like this segment of people, you know, breaking into the adidas store and you know setting fires and whatnot and then it diverts the attention from those people peacefully protesting and it puts all the narrative on rioters and then you have fox news that will just ham that up and like that's so disheartening and that causes that's what was causing my headaches where it's just like man we're, we're only become more divided because of this so I, I would just say that just be mindful of what you're doing out there absolutely i mean if you're going to be out there be mindful, be respectful, be safe. Shout out my friend Emmanuel. I would say this, man. He's he he's gone out all three nights and he well tonight's gonna be the third night. And you know, he, he's a musician and you know, he's also, you know, very heavily involved in his church. And, you know, his his plan of action is like, hey, this is what I can bring to the table, you know, his you know, his religious beliefs as well as his musicianship. And he's going out there, you know, playing instruments, you know, and just being a positive influence out there. So, I mean, whatever gift you guys have, you know, this is this is our platform. This is what we're doing right here. I'd be a part of this. But whatever your gift for that, you know, I would say just, hey, use your gift in a positive light. So. Absolutely. One, one thing I will, I just want to finish it up on is, um, I know, I know we cover a lot of conspiracies on here and, and that type of thing. But, and that's what YouTube is like known for pretty much is like conspiracies. But if you're going on YouTube and you're just getting all your information from one source and it's like one radical source where they give you like a five minute YouTube clip that changes your life, you got to actually do some real research and like stop relying on some bullshit ass thing that some like 22 year old motherfucker put together while he was smoking pot. Yeah. Like, come on guys, like truly educate yourselves on on topics before you go out and you fucking vandalize your local Starbucks. And that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. So with that said, make sure if you're still with us, uh, make sure you go to all the social media outlets. We're on, we're on everything. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter and whatnot. Um, go there, go to the Patreon, go to our sponsor, Caveman Coffee, you know, support us there. Um, but other than that, our, our shit, 
That's it. Tell your mommy boo boo too. Shout out Elizabeth Jackman. Shout out Elizabeth Warren. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's still <solid>. a thing. <laughs> so that's it, everybody. Have a beautiful night. Good night.